poppin'. This is Tay and Cast with the Level the Fuck Up Podcast. for the best episode of your life let's get it get it happy monday what's popping is ready for some hype some energy some of your fucking best friends on the podcast did you miss us i think you did okay we're gonna go into a little bit of a life update i feel like we haven't recorded here in about a couple weeks because we batched our last couple episodes so it's good to be back we're excited Back, back in action, y'all. I just left Reno Tahoe. It was maze balls to say the least. Um, it was the first time I haven't worked for a consecutive of like four to five days, and it was the most amazing thing in the whole world. But let me tell you, it was adventurous. Let's start with the fact that we basically almost got. Taylor's car stuck in the middle of fucking nowhere, a water ravine with zero service. On top of that, you should totally do shrooms in a um, hot spring. And then on top of that, what else? What else did we do? Oh, we went snowshoeing. We fed chickadees. That was amazeballs. We got free skiing and snowboarding, free parking. We basically manifested our life to greatness. And uh, yeah, it was pretty great. Yeah, it was. It was it was like just everything that my heart and soul needed after a tax audit, you know? Like if you think if you think oh, about that's true. Your, your dream life, <laughs> like freeing, fun living life after a tax audit, that was what we lived. I was like, we need to just be fucking kids because that's what I miss the most. And then I got to meet one of Cass's, basically like it's her little sister, but it's basically someone that she used to coach in PGC basketball. And so I got to meet her. She's 18. She was just the cutest fucking human. So down to earth, so mature for her age. And we just all were like, wow, we are soul sisters. It's like when you meet somebody and you're like, holy fuck, like, how have we never met? But you feel like you've known each other your whole lives. That's how me and Cass were the first time I met her. So I knew that like meeting basically her little sister was going to be the same type of vibe. So it was just such a good dynamic. We were like off of social media for a few days, just kind of living, just like mm-hmm. living it up. Yeah. And that first day, man, we went to a fucking hot springs y'all. And you know, I think that what comes in is like just the mindset of like everything's figure outable. And I think Cass carried that more than I did that trip because I was like my fucking car, like my, my fucking step up bars on my forerunner y'all cracked in fucking half. But honestly, I'm relieved. Like I'm relieved that that's like the only thing that happened to my car, you know, seriously, that's not true. We were going down these dirt roads and like everything was fine. And then we were like closest to the pin at this one location and these rocks, y'all, like there was at a certain point in this river bank area that we were driving down. I don't know why the fuck we were like, yep, this is the fucking pathway. So confident about it. We like fell off. Like, you know, like where fucking, um, like a river has, um, the rapids. I feel like that's what we fell off. That is true. It it was like such deep rock and we had to get up that bitch and my car was like on two wheels and we were like almost flipping y'all it was a life experience but um we got to live 
we did shrooms. Um, you know, enough where, like we hung out at the hot springs enough for it to like not be like in our system anymore. Yeah. But uh and then that that night we had the best night of our lives. It was so <laughs> I great. did Molly. I did Somali. I'm just gonna Same. say it here. Yeah, yeah, we this did Somali. I was like, I don't know. I was like, you're gonna out me anyway. But this is the space <laughs> to talk about it. This is the space to talk about the fact that I would rather do Molly and a love drug. We call it the love drug because it is, it makes you super lovey, even me, lol. Um, but I would rather do shrooms and Molly than fucking drink. Like, why is alcohol like so everybody's go to? I mean, to each their own, but it's probably because it's legal. I think that that's the whole stigma in people's brains, right? Is well, it's we like, need to legalize everything else? No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Seriously, though, you really. know, like, I mean, I, I guess it's just for our experience, you know. And if you guys don't do drugs, more power to you. Good for you. If you do, awesome. Everyone's welcome here, okay? But this is yes. a space to tell you guys about our experiences, and so. We did Molly, and it was just so much fun, you guys. We, like, rode down in sleeping bags down my freaking stairs. Like, it just – we talked about the stars and the universe. We did massages and back popping. It it was so much fun. This was a full-on experience. (laughs) Um, It was great. Yeah, I highly recommend. I really, really do. Like, Molly is my favorite drug to do. Very um, occasionally, obviously, you want to be careful um, with how much you do and where you do it and stuff and hydrating. But it was just so much fun. And I just felt so connected to everyone that was there. And we just, we fell in love with each other even deeper. <laughs> we did. And it was amazeballs. But and I, then- I would say... That the lesson of the whole weekend was to, well, there's two things for me and you okay. can go on to yours, but number one would be to make time for yourself and for your people and quality time is better than quality time. Quantity. No, no. Quality time is better than quantity time. I always mm-hmm. fuck that up. Um, but essentially there's so many times Taylor and I in our friendship that we have had quantity time. Mm-hmm. Yes, the right word. <laughs> You're like yes, bitch. You're doing great. I promise, I'm smart. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, so there's so many times that we've hung out multiple times, but there are very—I wouldn't say very few—but there's lesser times that it's been quality in regards to both of us, like stepping away from work, stepping away from our phones, only focusing on our friendship. Um, and so, I just want to remind y'all to make quality time with your people. And then, um, number two is like truly like the energy you put out into the universe is the energy you'll get back. And I just continually kept repeating that. And we kept repeating that to each other. And truly the reason as to why we didn't get stuck in BFE or we were able to get free fucking parking passes and ski lift tickets and all this great shit kept happening to us is because we put good shit into the universe and just like kept being positive versus negative in the most negative situations. We continue to be positive. And I know how hard that can be sometimes, but at the end of the day, like I just cannot preach this enough. Yeah. And I think that like, piggybacking off of that one um (laughs) I would also like to just give a story to just kind of give you guys a little bit of insight into that um 
Cass is the most, I've said this before, just the most positive, high frequency human that you'll probably ever, ever meet. She, we just talked about this on a FaceTime call a second ago, but she is very futuristic based. So her thoughts are very futuristic, which is amazing because I think that that she always thinks of like solutions and she doesn't dwell on what what if situations that there's no room for what ifs there's just she just doesn't go there which is so freaking cool to like know somebody like that but also this situation um obviously with the hot spring was one one story but then we went snowboarding the next day and you know parking lots as you know when you go snowboarding are like super packed you're gonna have to pay for parking whatever (laughs) so we pull up to this like cute old man right and this this system was just so fucked because you had to like go to a website then pay for it with your card and then you could go park in the parking lot which is so annoying because no one has service no one has service up there so we like go back through the line and Cass is like so I just really think that this is really inefficient. Like, do you have like maybe a manager I could talk to? <laughs> it wasn't bitchy. It was just kind of like, I, this is annoying. This is so annoying. And the old man was just like, isn't it so annoying? Like, this is just like, I have to deal with this every day. We don't agree with it either. You know what? Hell with it. Why don't you guys just go in and get free parking? And then we got free lift tickets because one of Cass's friends was up there and we were able to get free lift tickets. It was just the whole weekend. It was crazy because it was like my mindset, Cass's mindset and KJ's mindset were all like on a higher frequency and it's just crazy how thoughts become things. Mm-hmm. They so, so do. And like, whether or not you believe in hippy dippy law of attraction bullshit, like it is so true that your thoughts become like actions and mm-hmm. uh, convince yourself what you can make happen. You almost convince other people to be on that level with you and you just make shit happen. And it's just, it's a really beautiful thing, especially when you're doing it around other people that are on that same frequency as you, because you just attract so many good things into your life. So the, uh, basically our, our weekend was just fucking t- off the charts. So amazing. Um, so now once you've gotten home, you processed everything. You've been kind of home alone. How has like your mindset and everything been like getting back into work and things? Mm, so good. Um, I came back in hot with Nashville cause I had to release two music videos. So sick last week. Um, however, I was like on a high from the weekend, came into the high for the week grind time. And then my downfall of the weekend and the week didn't happen till this weekend. So this past weekend, um, I like hit a low of, cause Taylor and I talk about this all the time. It's like when you hit a high, especially like the highest of highs, mm-hmm. the average life can feel low. Or even like a low feels extra low, low. So what do you do in those moments to get yourself out of that low state, especially like just chemically, like when you're doing stuff like we were doing for our getaway weekend, it's like your serotonin levels are so high, AKA like your happy hormone is so fucking high. So when that is depleted and you don't have nearly what you're supposed to, it's like, you're going to feel quote unquote sad or like a feeling of depression. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, how do you get out of that? And for me, a lot of it has to do with not numbing it with 
things that are like mundane or just allow me for me to not process. Yeah, so yeah. for example, like being on social media and just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling or watching Netflix and just watching Netflix, like that keeps me in the low of the low for me personally. And there's parts of that where it's like, you have to feel that out. Right. But then there's other parts where it's like, if you need to get out of it, you have to fight to get out of it. And so I think for me, it's like learning that and and the same thing for you. So like, what would you say your process has been? No, that's, that's so good. I think that the deepest form of self-love is self-discipline and really letting that absorb and like, yeah, you can listen to it. You can listen to it. But once you like really adopt that as a belief system to yourself and you're like, okay, I'm just scrolling on Instagram. I am watching other people's lives on TikTok. I, what am I, I'm doing something to avoid another type of feeling. And I feel like that just, yeah, gets you deeper inside of your hole. And so, um, I would just say for me, I have completely neglected a morning routine, a night routine, like, and those are the two things that set me up for my entire day. Like they, they set me up for, I don't want to even say success, but just a good mood. They set me up Mm -hmm. for a good mood. And then that leads into every other area of my life. And, um, so I think with neglecting those because I was lazy and I just kept convincing myself, I just didn't have the energy to do it because once Cass and KJ left, um, I went into just a, a, like a dark depression for some reason. And, um, I don't want to be dramatic about it because I don't suffer from depression, but it was definitely a sad, a low, low and getting myself out of that, I just had to be like, okay, you're going to have to do some things that you don't want to do right now, which is you're going to have to fucking work out. You're going to have to find some ounce of energy within you to move your body, to write down your gratitudes because yeah, like everything that we experienced, it was so many memories. So go, go, go so hard. And then also, you know, the drugs that we did do those will give you a, you know, they will lower your serotonin and your dopamine. They just do. And so, um, dealing with that, but I, I've done Molly and shrooms before, and I never really had a low like that before. So I thought that it was a lot more, it was a lot deeper, I think, because Mm -hmm. I, I, I really truly feel like there is a lot of things mentally that you suppress and you don't actually bring to the surface. So you don't notice that you're actually feeling them. And this is the importance of having a life coach. (laughs) And so um, I would say now, like I've arrived to a point where I am back to normal because of mundane, like simple morning routines, like brushing your teeth at nighttime reading a book before bed instead of your phone. Like it's these things that really, really put me in such a better mental space. Um, and like, I, I realized that before, sorry, before I was back into my night and morning routine, like I was having bad dreams, like, um, self self deprecating thoughts about myself. Um, just not me, like not me at all. So, um, do what we're talking about now is just the self-discipline, 
of getting yourself back into a mental space that actually serves you and doing things that you actually enjoy. And I think a lot of things that came up for me while going through that journey was I, before 2020 hit, um, was super extroverted, loved hanging out with people, loved going to social situations and also creating photos for me, not necessarily even getting hired through photos, but just creating. And I have, I have pretty much stopped all of that. Um, you know, and I've, I've hung out with obviously intimate group settings, but I've noticed, I had noticed myself having social anxiety of how I was going to show up in certain situations because I hadn't been around people. And I'm sure y'all can relate to that because we, you know, went through quarantine, went through a pandemic, like we're still in it. So hanging out with people is going to look a little bit different than it did before. Um, And so now having a weekend that I just had, I had like two shoots and I had two like evenings back to back where I hung out with people and I just forgot how fueling it was for me. And mm-hmm. I, I just think that we forget that what we enjoyed before 2020 hit is still something that we're going to enjoy today. It might look a little bit differently, but I think our psyche is always convincing us of how to stay safe and how to stay in our comfort zone. And mm-hmm. so, so good. I think that we can for sure think that our mental health is, you know, we need to stay on the couch and we need to just like lay down and we need to just rest and, you know, have compassion for yourself. Right. But with that said, you should also be doing the things that bring you joy. And so get out of your comfort zone, leave your house, leave your house. Do yeah. Something. It doesn't necessarily need to be a group of people, but leave your house. Mm-hmm. No, that's really good. I would say on the other spectrum of you went to non-social, I went to social. So like in a weird way, you and I crossed paths of during quarantine, this probably sorry, not sorry to all the people that um, are strict on COVID. I feel like I socialized more moving to Nashville, making friends. Nashville's not the West Coast. It's just not people. And so um, it's a big different. It's a different world on, on two different sides. And so for me, it was like I was super social. We would go to bars. We would go to gatherings. We would do all these things. And then now for me, it's like my recharge is being alone. And so it's interesting that like on Taylor's side, it's like fully, she's like, get out. And I, I believe in the get out of your house. Like I need to go on walks with Kane and I need to move my body and all the things. Um, So I'm not saying being alone in a sense of like being in my room, being alone for hours and hours, but essentially, essentially ask yourself, like, how are you recharging? How are you recharging right now? And are you doing it consistently? Because I think that that's a big piece of, of we'll be like, Oh, why did self care this Sunday? great. And then you wait two weeks later to do self-care again. And it's like, no, like if you want to see change, you have to be consistent with your actions. And if you're not consistent, then it's just not going to change for you. And that's just, that's just the way it works. And so it's more or less like for me, focusing on what can I be more consistent in, um, is Mm -hmm. my answer. Mm -hmm. Thousand percent. And I think that goes for me as well. Because the things that I had been consistent in prior that were bringing me joy, that were bringing me happiness, that I had built habitual routine to, 
um, they, they became my sacred, like my sacred time. And when mm-hmm. you get to a point where I would say that mental health has a lot to like this, like really interrupts that for you is it convinces you that like, no, you don't, you don't need to do that today. Like, no, you can just be, you know, lazy and just like do whatever feels good right now. And if, if things feel good right now, I think, what did my life coach call it? Sorry, I have my journal on right now. She called it, shit, Dick. I'm going to come. No, you're doing great. Help is buffering. So she said, you are buffering, which is basically like a numbing type tactic, right? And so for me, buffering looks like what we just said of scrolling social media. It looks like emotionally eating. It, it looks like just being lazy and sitting in that thought of like you deserve this kind of thing, which it's like, I want to be really careful of how I word this because I think it's very important to have, to meet in the middle of like that, that almost gray area of like being super motivated and super freaking ambitious to get all your work done and productive, but then also being like Zen and chill and like relaxing and resting, but having something where you meet in the middle, where you actually pull yourself out of how you're feeling and almost look at it as a bird's eye view. Mm -hmm. And you can look at yourself and like how you're dealing with it and what you actually like, I shouldn't say should, but like what, what would actually serve you? Yeah. What serves you? That's good. I don't know. I would just really challenge y'all wherever you guys are at, whether you need to be recharging more alone, like Cass does right now, or you need to go, meet up with quality people that actually fuel your soul and make you feel seen and heard. Because I think that I didn't understand that that's what I was lacking. Um, because I, I love hanging out with myself. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. But I think too, what was that quote that you said to me the other day, Cass about um, basically getting clarity Oh, Claire, hold on. I got this one, guys. Pause. I have it in my notes. She just put me on the spot. We're coming in hot with it. Give me three seconds. In three, two, one. Um, clarity comes from engagement, not thought. Um, because we can think all the things that we want to think, but at the end of the day, if we are not actionably doing what we're thinking, then we do not get any clarity. For example, I actually put this in my fucking caption today. So if you want more mic drops in this, you can totally go to that. Um, but essentially like if you're thinking about changing careers, like you need to make an action to do so. So what that looks like. So like, if you want to change your career, take a class, secure an internship, no matter what your age is. I don't care if you're listening and you're 28 or however old you are work for free on the weekends, whatever it takes, experience the industry firsthand and engage. And then that's another thing I, I hear a lot of the times people are like, well, I'm fantasizing about moving to a new state or a new country. Well, have you researched it? 
Have you figured out how much it'll cost you to move and how can you make a living there? Make a short trip to feel the place out, engage. Like you're not going to get clarity if you want to move to Colorado. You're not going to get clarity if you want to be a photographer until you actually do the fucking thing. If you're just sitting there thinking about it, you're going to get zero clarity of if you should go for it or not. And it's the same thing with relationships. We hear all the time people being like, I don't know if I should be with this person. Okay, we'll take some time apart. Go to a fucking couples therapist. Like you have to do something to either commit to something or to move on to something. And so you have to engage, you have to have action. Um, and I just think that that's a really big thing that I'm trying to focus on is not just thinking about the things I want to do, but actionably taking steps to do them. And here's the thing, guys, you're not going to know how to do it. You are not going to have the answers And that's where like the big things comes into play because I think we'll think until we know how to do it, which is such a weird concept because it's like, you're not going to think your way in to being a great blank. You're not going to think your way in to being a great photographer. You're not going to think your way in to being a great girlfriend or wife or mom. You are going to take the actions to become that. And so if you're not taking the actions, if you're not taking the action to fail, then you're not going to be great at what you're thinking about. I don't know where the fuck that just came from, but okay. I'm here for it. Let's write right that down. Go off, go off, sister. Everyone go off, that. Go oh, second and just re-listen to it because that's what I need to do. I'm like, damn, 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 damn. So, so, so good. But on that, so a thing that with Taylor and I is like, it's funny that we started this whole podcast of like, so we did drugs and then we hit a low of the low and then we had to find our way to th- break through it. Cause all you listeners are probably like, so basically you're telling us not to do drugs, LOL. But no, really guys, at the end of the day, it's like, this is for you of if you're hitting a low or if you're just not, if you, if you need to hit or go through a breakthrough. If you're hitting a wall and you need a breakthrough, but here's a big piece to the breakthrough is one being disciplined to doing the things that you don't necessarily want to do, but will serve you. And then two for Taylor and I, we both just had our life coaching meeting. I had mine separately. She had her separately. Mm -hmm. What we both talked about in that life coaching meeting has everything to do with what our identity is. And that is a big piece that Taylor and I are both going through right now of what is our identity. Um, And I just think that it's something that we put in to outside things versus in ourselves. And so what I mean by that is like, for me, it's like, I want to fall in love with myself. I want to be so fucking cool that I can hang out with myself. I want to be the love of my own life. I don't need anybody else. No matter how awesome that human is, I don't need Taylor. I don't need my boyfriend. I don't need my mother. Do I want them in my life? 1000%. But we put so much love onto others of if I love this person harder, or if I serve this person more, then they're going to be great in my life. And I'm going to feel fueled. The way you're going to feel fueled is if you become the love of your own life. And by doing that, you have to do things that makes you fall in love with yourself. But we continually are trying to make other people fall in love with us versus taking the time to make sure that we're falling in love with our own self. Dude, I'm going to cry, man, because that's so you. So everything that I just like, 
I'm going through, um, which is so, so beautiful that you just went off like that. I, I love to hear it. And I think that another, a good quote that goes off like everything that she was just saying is if you were a glow stick, like you are, ne- you are going to need to break in order to shine. So Say it if, again for the people in the back. If you are a fucking glow stick, you're going to need to break in order to shine. And so imagine yourself like that in whatever situation you're in, you know, we are all going to have those break breaking moments or breakthroughs. And in order to just shine your brightest version of yourself, you have to go through it. And I love what she was saying about, you know, falling in love with yourself because it's like this version of yourself right now, like slow down and be with her. Wherever you're at in this life experience, like slow down and be with her or be with him because this version of you is going to be ever changing and ever evolving. And I mean, maybe that might be amazing news and maybe that might be sad news, but take that with what you will, but like love on yourself and stop giving yourself breadcrumbs. We've said this before, but I think the reason why it co- it's like coming so, um, I guess like powerfully to me right now is because I'm going through that. I have a lot of things that I have really broke through and realized that I crave to feel like I'm giving other people so much value and that's how I feel valuable. And that really gets exhausting to a certain point. And so just do the things that aren't necessarily for acceptance. Do the things that actually make you feel in love with yourself. I just love that. That's so freaking awesome. And I think, I think too, this was another thing about identity. Like we all believe that our beliefs impact our thoughts and, and our thoughts influence our feelings and our feelings drive our actions. And then that's how we get to our end result, right? I don't know if you guys like got all that, but you can rewind if you need to hear that again. Um, but before we get to all of those things in our life, then we, we need to look at our identity. And I think that we sometimes believe that we have one identity. And a lot of the time, whenever you talk to somebody like, oh, like, what do you do for work? And it's like, that's their identity, right? Or like your relationships, your your identity. I personally believe we have multiple identities. And these identities are things that we have believed about ourselves for so fucking long. So for me, I would say, like, I have believed for so long that I am bad at math. And so me believing I'm terrible at math leads into like, you know, so many different areas of my life that come in with numbers. So financially taxes, all of these different things, which isn't actually true. That's just like what I've, I've taught myself to believe about myself. And I've adopted that as like an identity for so fucking long. And that's just, that's how you see yourself. That's how you define that's your self image. And so your psyche works How you define yourself is what you're going to prove yourself to be true. So anytime that I've ever taken a math test, it's almost like my psyche proved that to be true because I would fail every time. I had to like retake 
math classes multiple times in high school and I never went to college. So there's that. But just, you know, things like that, which is not actually your identity. Like you can change anything that you believe your self-image is. And whatever that is in, in your life, I know it's really deep, but I highly recommend doing the work to seeing what you identify with and trying to unlearn that so that then you can get to your beliefs, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. So good because we get attached to what we've hit. And so what I mean by that is we get attached to what we've done in our life. So for example, um, we Taylor can be attached to the fact that she's made six figures and is one of the best, if not the best Tahoe photographer out there. I could get attached to the fact that I have an MBA and I'm a business coach. Or you could get attached to the fact that you're a mom and you killed it on your first child, but you're struggling with your second. Whatever it is, we are attached to something that we hit, okay? So we feel success in some sort of way. That success that we have hit, we somehow put ourselves into that identity and then we chase to get it again. And this is where you are going to die faster than anything. This is where you are going to be sad and depressed and have stress and anxiety more than anything, because life is not meant to be repeated. Our career is not meant to be repeated. Our relationships are not meant to be repeated. They are meant to grow and growing does not mean the number gets bigger or you get better. Growing actually means the journey of life. And so in that, it would be like for Taylor, it's not next year. She doesn't need to hit six figures again. Maybe she's taking a different route and she's doing level up more. And we're, she's doing a whole different path of like, um, mentoring and different things. And she doesn't need to make six figures. And she's like happy. She's happier with less. Mm-hmm. And, and her new identity is now becoming, I'm not this six figure fucking photographer, although that's great. And she can still do that at the end of the day, that's not her identity. And so I just think that we get attached to a specific number or we get attached to a specific success. And then every year we continually try try to repeat that. And it's like, that is toxic guys. That is the worst way to live. And we all do it. Taylor's done it. I've done it. And we continually are trying to break that process. But if your identity is on your success or on an outside factor, then you need to check yourself right now. And you need to ask yourself, what is my identity that is internal? Am I the most loving friend out there? Am I the most caring mother? Am I giving myself self-love? Like, what is your identity when it comes internal? That's, yeah, so fucking good oh like I just might fucking drop all over the motherfucking stage um and I think too when it comes to your identity your identity sometimes you your psyche has made you convinced that your identity is like keeping you safe from something Mm. or it's protecting you yes and that's actually not always true. And I'm going to go down kind of an example for you, for me at least, that I'm kind of coming to, is I've felt because I didn't even realize this till I talked to my life coach and it was like a whole therapy session. But she basically brought out the fact that my dad in my life um, didn't love me or value me 
to the extent that I crave to be valued. And now that he's no longer here, I have shamed myself and suppressed my inner child feelings from feeling like I should have been valued, I should have been accepted, and I should have been loved in these certain areas. But now that he's dead um, or passed, um, I'm like, oh, well, he's not here anymore. So he did his best. He loved me his best, all these things. But he, my daddy issues (laughs) have flooded into every single area of my life of craving acceptance and value from every single human I come into contact with. And if I don't give value on my Instagram stories, if I don't give value to you when we meet up in person for coffee or when, when I go to a shoot with clients, if I don't give them value, I don't feel like a valuable human. And so this is something I have identified with my entire life. And it is something that has like, you know, I've tried to prove myself because my younger version of myself, my inner child craved that so bad. So I'm trying to prove it to myself endlessly and it's an endless vicious cycle. And it's an identity that I no longer want. I don't want this anymore. And I think fear, I'm going to read you guys something that I kind of had a breakthrough the other day about like this fearful mentality of people not perceiving me the way that I want to control their perception of me is fear is caused by blockages in the flow of your energy. When your energy is blocked, it cannot come feed your heart. That's when your heart becomes weak. And when your heart is weak, it becomes susceptible to lower vibrations and the lowest vibration is fear. So when you are feeling fearful thoughts or things that you're claiming to your identity or claiming that you believe about yourself or that what if situation, those are the lowest vibrations that you can be on. And they, they block your intuition because your, your intuition is your heart. Your intuition is like your inner child. And so you just need to really just strip yourself of these identities that don't serve you and these fears that are just not true. So good. I want you guys to just like rewind that again. I mean, I feel like this podcast is like rewind, replay, repeat. Let's get it. I am actually out here like, yeah, maybe we should re-listen to that and write some notes because that was my drop-in worthy. Um, We'll post that like little quote or just breakthrough thought on our feed or whatever. But, um, and I also think this is just personal thought. That lowest vibration is fear. Highest vibration is self-love. Oh, oh, shit. Or in your highest vibrational loving and in love with yourself. You are just attracting so much to you because you're just, you're vibrating. Like you're literally, like we're vibrating beings. Like we're atoms. We're, we are all vibrating. And when you are in a fearful mentality, you're attracting nothing. You're attracting exactly, exactly what you're thinking. So, so good. So what makes you a glow stick? What makes you a glow stick? I love that that full circleness. I'm here for it. Okay. We have here. And... Love. I thought we were going to try to say it faster. 
I know. Why, why do you say it so slow? We never yeah, did. I, th- I think it's our connection. Oh, it is. But it's fine. Level the fuck up, bitches. Let's get it. Happy fucking Monday. Kick ass this week and ta-ta for now.